Part 1, 1994. Ooh, it's nowhere near Halloween, and Netflix have released a Halloween-y kind of film. Which really begs the question, why? Why release it now, Netflix? I respect that you've got a trilogy of movies coming out, all with under this one banner, and I'm very interested to see where it goes, because starting in the present and moving backwards is quite a daring feat. I'm sure there's going to be lots of twists and turns revealed through the plot in part two and three. But to set a film in 1994, a very deliberate year is interesting in itself. A time when I was alive and things were looking quite progressive, but not progressive enough. And I suppose that's where Fear Street pitches itself. Progressive, but not too progressive. It has a lesbian couple in the film. It has drug dealers who seem to be positive, but nothing too much, nothing too wildly mental, just in case we get a little bit too scared of that the gays are coming to get us, even though they clearly aren't, and that is a fantastical idea. Let's start somewhere. Fear Street is a series of books made by R.L. Stein, and as long as you know that, you know where you're going. This is most definitely goosebumps for adults, and I am so not against that. I love that scary stories to tell in the dark or trick or treat or all those movies that are clearly influenced by R.L. Stein's writing. Those sort of are you afraid of the dark, give you goosebumps in the night movies. They're great. They're incredibly important and they're just what required in cinema. In my opinion, that is where horror should live. In the sort of spooky, interesting part. Not the graphically horrible nasty. Not the horrifically uneasy to watch. But in the joyful. In the fun. In the jovial. When we look at a film like Scream, for example, that is clearly tongue firmly in cheek, much like Nightmare on Elm Street was, or It Follows. All of these films are classics that I personally love because they are all of the same vein. A little bit funny, a little bit campy, but very scary. And so Fear Street follows that method. It's very, very, very creepy. It's got a lot of thoughts in its head, but it's not scary at all. Sure, there's graphic murders, nasty sequences, brutalizations left, right and centre, but to say it's scary is wrong. The characters make a mistake, and that is why this witch from the past hunts them. Much like before, it is provoked into action. Not just by random nature. No, no, no. These people deserve it. And we know that. We know that they deserve it because they're not particularly good people. And that's always a great thing to put in your horror films is some people that you aren't gonna like deliberately to let them die. Just to let them wither and die. You need that in horror films. You need cannon fodder. And these kids are 100% cannon fodder. Take the two kids that are drug dealers. They're great. They're good, sure. But they aren't particularly valuable to the overall story arcs that they die. They can die. Everybody dies. Maybe that's a spoiler. I apologise. But you're watching a horror film and not thinking people are going to die. Get real. It's an 18 for a reason. And on that topic, the deaths are so gruesomely brilliant. One in particular did make me wince. Not wrong with that. Liked it. Really liked watching it die. But the ending is a clear cliffhanger. So I'm interested also in seeing where Netflix go with this because I watched the film for an hour and 47 minutes and I was thinking okay, we've completed the story arc. Oh no, 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 no. We're going to go backwards into the past to see what's occurring now, as if to help with the present. Again, an interesting concept. A bit like Back to the Future, only with a lot more murders. If anything, Back to the Future was lacking. It was a 
lot more murder, surely, right? Right. Anyway, back to the film. The pitching of 1994 almost seems perfect. You can tell that this is a film that's came out after Stranger Things. It's got that very much teen, angsty drama feel. It's got neon lighting everywhere. None of this is bad. It's, again, it fits the criteria well. You want something a little bit fun, a little bit spooky and might keep you scared. This is your film. You want something to keep you up at night? Don't watch this. It's not like that. It takes archetypes and genres that we've seen from other films and Injustice that R.O. Stein probably made up a couple of them and upgrades them, merges them together and blends them. Is the film funny? No, 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 it's not funny. It can be, yes, of course it is. It's R.O. Stein inspired horror, but it's not funny. It's got a very serious tone to it. Fear Street wants to be taken seriously and for my money it worked. There's nothing in the movie that I think is jovial or silly or out of tone with the rest of the movie. Did I like Fear Street? Yes, I think I can confirm that. Did I think that the acting was good? Yeah, definitely. I think it's set in this weird world that R.O. Stein created long, long ago, where adults don't seem to exist and the whole place is run by teen kids. Again, an archetype. The man knows what he's doing of, they've plucked the best bits of his series and they've put it into a film. So I'm sure I'll give you more when the final film comes out next week. But for now, I will say that this is a successful chiller movie. In summary, if you've got the guts, give it time, it's great. And if you haven't, just watch people's guts fall out in the film anyway.